Hello, family. Uh, thank you for joining us for another uh, CPR experience. Conflict produces resolution. Once again, I'm just happy to be here uh, with my wife. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, joining me for today's show. Um, thanking God just for, you know, his mercies and, and keeping us and protecting us. Um during this pandemic and during everything that's going on. And so we're praying uh, that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, um, that we pump life into you, that we pump power into you, um, that we pump peace and victory and hope into your life. Um, that's what we're here to do. And so we just thank you for joining us, whether you're cooking, cleaning, or doing whatever you're doing, your regular, your daily activities. We thank you for just taking the time out uh, to listen to us. Um, speak with you and I'm praying that you're blessed as a result of this interaction um, with this. So I, I feel good. I'm blessed. <laughs> happy 2021. Yeah. Happy 2021. We made it. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a the little horn thing. Uh, uh, do you have any confetti? Well, you can't make the sign of confetti. But get, why are you laughing at me? Listen, listen, I'm trying. Um, but we made it. Uh, we <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we made it through and um, I am just thankful. You know, it's it's a different uh, new year. It's been a different and crazy time. You know, uh, 2020 has uh, seemingly been a big bully mm-hmm. um, to a lot of people, a lot of lives. And um, it's been it's been a trying time, been a trying year. Uh, been one of the craziest years yes. um, that I could remember. Um, but we, we made it. And um, we are thankful uh, that we survived uh, just so many different things that have transpired um, in 2020. And, that you know, today we want to talk about that, you know, the highs, the lows, you know, things that have kind of, um, you know, the good and the bad, you know, having a little uh, a discussion, a countdown <laughs> of of uh, of what 2020 has brought us, um, things that kind of we wish didn't happen, but they did. And things that we, we drew out, um, that came from 2020. And so we want to, um, talk about that today. You know, what the 2021, what are some of the things you feel, babe, that is just, uh, that kind of drove you crazy about 2020. Well, yeah, let's see. The list goes on, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my major, um, Things and I, we, you know, I've heard you guys discuss it um, from early in the year. You know, the continuous police shootings. Mm. Um, you know, evidence. You know, within the videos and things of that nature. But it just seems like 2020. Just you just saw so much injustice. Yeah. Um. And it's it's like crippling because like you're dealing with a pandemic and then on top of that you're seeing your brothers and sisters um gunned down Mm -hmm. or um or the the you know the the judgments of on police officers or things of that nature that went through trial you saw that they weren't given the you know the sentencing that was in our eyes would have been justice Mm -hmm. you know that was one of the things that just it was just another slap in the face to our brown and um, black brothers and sisters um, so 
that's one one issue. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, that's going to be an ongoing thing, you know, beyond just 2020, even back then, past years yeah. ago, um, even to the recent shootings in, in Columbus in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, the one a young man who, you know, he had a subway sandwich. He thought it was a gun. Yeah. You know, and the other gentleman who was shot. He had his cell phone out. He was shot right in the garage. He was visiting someone's home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- those that that cry for justice and that cry for reform um, is always going to be something that kind of discourages us and frustrates us, and it keeps happening all day, all the time. And when it, when it happens, you, you would think, you know, the the good cops, the ones that they say are good, which are, they are some good cops. Um, they speak out more and they speak up more. Yes. You know, even after justice was served, you know, if a cop does get arrested over, don't, get, you know, that you just speak out and you try to kind of bridge the gap with the community in regards of this, because at the end of the day, you know, they have, you have some people who are so angry at these situations mm-hmm. that they want to take the law in their own hands against the police. And, you know, we have loved ones and family who are police officers. Yes, we do. And their lives are at risk, Mm -hmm. you know, because a a person who was angry and hurt at the lack of justice and the constant killing, when we've seen it, they they retaliate on the police. And it was not the police officers that actually did the crime. It's just a person who's just on the beat. Yeah. A cop that's in the car or a cop that's just on lunch, you know, and they get retaliated on. Because of the overall brokenness in the system in regards of police. And, and that continues to bother me. You know, I hope we hope that, that people grow out of that. Mm-hmm. That if you're a good cop, you speak out. Just like you ask us to speak out against bad pedestrians. Yes, exactly. You know, if it's a crime or murder that happens, you want us to, you know, there's a reward. Or you want tips and all these different things to speak out. Um, but we have to go right back to the same community of the individuals that we told on, yeah. you know, and, you know, you worry about the blue wall of silence, which they say is a myth. Well, we worry about our lives on a regular basis because you want us to, you know, kind of tell the police on the local drug dealer or the local gang member, you know, who knows where my child goes to school or who knows where I live yeah. that can cause harm to me. And so it's a more of a risk. Um with the pedestrians, with the people, with the community. Um, but that, yeah, the police brutality thing will continue to, and, and I'm sad, it's not it's not going to change um, if there are not voices inside of the police department that's willing to say, yo, we were wrong. I, yes. I can't, this, this is bad. Instead of just firing cops, you know, I just found that they fired the cops from Breonna Taylor's murder, all of them now, but they're not charged. Yes. So what, what are you firing them for? What was the fireable offense? Doesn't make sense. Like stuff like that. Like would, would you give you a little bit to make you feel no? We want you know you you want you know prosecutions. We want you going to jail. You know charged for this stuff, man. Because obviously you got fired for a reason. Yes. You know it's, it's something that you did that was not up to par with what the protocol was. So you you. You, you, it was bad enough that you get fired, but not bad enough that you go to jail. Yeah, you know stuff like that just ugh, drives me crazy, man. <laughs> it drives me crazy, and I and I wish, like I said, that was definitely 
it's been going on, but it, it yeah. really heightened, you know, in in 2020, man. That that we still have this fight. Yes, but I I must say on the positive note from that point, um, a lot of the rallies and um, the progress that I have seen within 2020 mm. was I saw a lot more organization in regards to. Um, regular everyday people, you mm-hmm. know, coming together, organizations, um, you know, forming outside of just Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw a lot of other organizations forming and just going out there. Um, you know, even you with uh, the King Movement, mm-hmm. you know, they had one in uh, New York. And um, when we had that, that protest, you know, as we were walking back you know, to our cars and stuff, we saw other small protests, you know, and they were all peaceful, all people just, you know, expressing their views and, Mm -hmm. um, letting, letting people know, you know, what was on their hearts and on their minds and also just everyday people doing so many, you know, like blogs and videos and, um, you truly see like, black power apparel out more yeah um people more i i feel like you can see the pride of african americans more compared to like growing up i felt like there was more like eh, whatever you know mm-hmm. but like now it's truly like black power and just um really really out there just i i, I see it more i see more representation on tv yeah um you know, I see more commercials about um, uh, equality and, and justice. Um, you know, like it wasn't out there as much. I feel before. Yeah. Like, yeah, there would be cop shootings, and then there would be some protests, and then there would be bad media in regards to looters and stuff like that. But I feel like 2020 brought out positivity. Like, like you no know, product, like production. It yes, definitely brought yes. back some 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 production. Yes, um, Netflix having. The, yeah. the, the the highlighted black um, either authors or or film film writers or or actors, you know, like you just saw it. You saw weeks of it on TV. You saw it like it's still on. Like if you go to Disney Plus, yeah, there's a section that says, you know, black, you know, black excellence or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like you know, it's just like you see it more out there, which is beautiful, you know, but you always. There, there's always negativity. There's always something bad that has to happen in order to be highlighted. Yeah. You know, like in order for now everyone to have this um, pride in being black, you know, all this negativity had to happen first. And really just people getting fed up with with the justice system. It's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate thing um, that that's the pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Like, death than life right yes. dark then light has to be shined on it mm-hmm. um but that that's the you know that's the kind of um the confusion and the craziness of this world that mm-hmm. that's the approach now um with things you know and you would hate to you know say that people who die and who were killed through police brutality with this with a sacrifice for it mm-hmm. you know um but if, if it wasn't, you know, George Floyd's death was 
um, was a power keg, you know, mm-hmm. a powder keg, man, of, of just response all over the world. Yes. There was people right. in Paris and Africa and mm-hmm. Switzerland and black and white people. Pro- what is a black protest? It was, it was diverse. Yes. yes. Um, and it saddens me that it, it took that. You know, Breonna Taylor, you know, that that just that whole situation, man. And it's just it, it took this death to get to the point where we are right now. And it, it's frustrating. But, you know, to actually heal and change from, you know, what happened, mm-hmm. you know, it took it took this situation. Yes. Um. And I'm sad it happened. I'm really, you know, angry that it happened this way. But, you know, to draw out of that negative, you know, it it, it birthed a light being shined on it. You know, things happening. Now there's pressure, you know, from from the community, which the power that we had anyway. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting to realize our power that these politicians and these people that we place in positions, you know, you you now have to really serve the people. Yes. You know and really be active and you know new generation of, of people coming up changing the norm changing what has been established yes. before you know politicians in the p- political realm wasn't even touched on but now there's education on it now yes on how certain things that happen those little offices that seem insignificant they matter yes you know and that's attorney generals and all that stuff that yeah, stuff matters see people definitely more in tune with um wanting to know what are the different government branches? What are the different positions within the Senate or congressmen or even down to your, your mayors and mm-hmm. um, city council? Like they just you, you see people more aware because now they know, you know, we're voting these people in, you know, and it, it matters. It's not just about the presidential, yep. um, you know, race, but it truly matters each and every person that's in some type of position. You know, are they for our people or are they not? Yeah. You know, and, and it's time to, you know, I, with all these organizations. And I think that's another thing that how social media help has helped, you know, reach the the younger generation, which was is, is a positive, mm-hmm. you know, that they're they're spewing information out there and letting them know, look, you know, there's this coming elections coming up. Make sure you know who's who and who does what. Yep. And, you know, they're really voicing it and letting it be known that it's not just um, for your grandparents to vote, but Mm -hmm. we need the young vote just as much as we need the older Older vote. vote. Um, So that's definitely a a plus, you know, from from all this madness. Yeah, you know, one thing that uh, that kind of um, disappointed me in 2020 um, was... I read this article. I don't know if it was Times, but it was a it was a it was a um, an internet blog, and it says, uh, "What are we going to do with the purple church?" All right, and pretty much it was they were talking about the the Republicans and the Democrats, mm. um, how we people have shown who they voted for. Yeah. So we see their agenda. We see their thoughts. And so now that, you know, the, the uh, President Trump is gone, mm-hmm. how do we relate to each other and worship with each other now? So that's when he mentioned the purple church, the red and the, the, red and the blue. Yeah. 
yeah, uh, come together. And a lot has been exposed for me um, with a lot of pastors and leaders um, when it came down to the police brutality issue. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were silent, when they were silent about that, yeah. not saying a word, not at protest, not standing um, with the brethren. You know, scripture says we pulls a bear. You know, each other's burdens and a friend and struggle is a friend, you know, um, forever. But it's important, man. I'm just looking at some of these pastors and ministers that I used to like and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and really follow. And they minimized the struggle. Yeah. That me as a black man, not only a black pastor, but a black man, I don't walk around with, I'm a pastor of my shirt. So if I get pulled over by the cops, I'm just in line with any type of individual yes. um, to be done crazy to. Mm-hmm. And, but you minimize our struggle, uh, but you want us present in your churches. We, you want us present present in there. And but then you, you even say that, you know, the social justice aspect um, it's not even a part of the gospel. Yeah. It should not be talked about on the pulpit. But at the moment when Donald Trump loses the election, every sermon we hear, every prayer we hear, we had Paula White acting a fool, yes. asking for African angels to change the election and speaking some weird <laughs> tongues and, and, and saying uh, that, you know, the election was rigged, a whole bunch of pastors um, who didn't speak anything left the lefty worldly and social aspects of the world out of the pulpit mm-hmm. but when you felt there was an injustice in the count of the voting yeah that's all you preached about yeah. you even equated sermons to what you felt was a part of the scripture one preacher preached about Jesus turned over the tables and equated that to the tables of the voting ballots. And Jesus turned them over. And he's talking about turn over the ballots. Wow. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and it's just, it, it's just shocking to me how I, another light has been shined um, spiritually um, with a lot of these preachers who, if you're a prophet and you're prophetic, and this is the struggle that we're faced with right now, why isn't there a word? you know, against what you see on video camera that is killing somebody. Yeah. And you seeing certain groups of people and officers bearing a false witness mm-hmm. and lying and killing. Uh, but you want to throw abortion at me, you know, we're against abortion, but you're not against someone getting their life aborted who's a fully, you know, fully developed man. Like, yeah. So it, that that um, kind of um, upset me, and it continues to be a battle to this day. You know, like the, the church is so divided. Yes. Um, again, racially, just like it was in slavery times. Yes. Um, that everything was cool until we start talking about freedom and rights. Mm-hmm. And back then, we were all cool. You know, you had your little certain scriptures set out for us to read to keep us enslaved. Mm-hmm. But the moment we preached or even tried to even attempt to preach deliverance and, and bondage, you tried to kill us. Yeah. You tried to destroy us. You tried to separate the two. And so for black people, for some black people, 
um, that's a that's a situation or, or or lane that is real sensitive to us because the Christian faith means something different to a black person than it does to a white person. Yes, uh, because of what historically the Bible has been used towards us. Yes, you know we had to find yeah, like we had to find the truth in the Bible. And, and, and make sure that it, is this stuff really against us or for us? You know, I will search, you know, when you speak about deliverance and, and Israel, Israel being delivered and, and bondage, that has a different connotation to us as black people because we had to go through that. Yep. You know, we, we, we're living that. We're still in, oppressed, in an oppressive state in certain situations. You know, like that that message is a, is a testimony to us. Y'all use it as you know, as a reference point, a spiritual reference point, but people have really dealt with that. Yeah. And um, that's like, that's, to me, there's also a major difference um, within churches that are like in urban areas mm-hmm. compared to churches that are probably Midwest or in suburbs, you know, the high, high rich, <laughs> rich areas. Yeah. You know, there's such a difference in the style and the approach of teaching and, and preaching. Um, and and even the the social um, the social impact, you yeah. know, because you do see, you know, within within the urban communities, I have seen, you know, white so called white churches helping, you know, within the you know the the, the the protest and all of those things, but you know that's because they're in the midst of it. They yeah. can they can they can see the people that are hurting. They can mm-hmm. they know firsthand you know even though they they personally themselves might not struggle but they might have people within their congregation that have struggled with it and have talked to them Mm -hmm. and that's what makes a whole world of difference is when you're actually in communication or actually in the vicinity to see it firsthand versus somebody that just sees it on tv Mm -hmm. or just he or just reads about it you know and i think that's a big difference because if you're not if you're a church leader that that doesn't, you know, sort of like the Pharisees compared to Jesus. Jesus yeah. was walking and talking with the everyday people. Yeah. Meanwhile, they were just stuck within their circle and that's all they saw. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all they wanted to see. Yeah. You know, um, they couldn't even fathom speaking to a Samaritan woman or fathom um, touching a person with a withered hand or mm-hmm. somebody with leprosy because they're too high up a, of, in a position to do that. Yeah. You know, so I think that just correlates today when, when we have social justice issues you know because it's not even something that they can think of and oh no why but why would why would my white brother do that to somebody there's Mm -hmm. there's there's no like it happens you just don't see it because you don't you haven't witnessed it you haven't lived through it but it does happen just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it's not happening at all and i think that's what's you know that's what's so off and it's like you can have compassion and you can have empathy for somebody. You know, you don't have to necessarily be going through it yourself, but just realize that it does happen and then try to empathize and sympathize with those people. Yeah. Um, but that that's a major lack, I feel, within the Christian, um, the Christians, uh, within the, the different classes and the different... Um, Places yeah. and, and locations of churches. It's, it's we're a very, big difference. Very, very segregated now, yes. I believe, um, more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, before we were, 
you know, like I said, you had churches in the hood, you had churches in the, in the hills, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we're really, I think church, um, we've always developed a culture. The scripture talks about loving your neighbor, 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 neighbor. But we treat each other like foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> so you got certain people I say as a neighbor. But then other people I view as a foreigner. I can't connect with where they came from and what they have to go through. Uh, and so instead of trying to make myself a neighbor to the foreigner, right? So we so they can be my neighbor so I can get to know them. We can come together, uh, collab and not kind of compete and fight with each other. Yeah. I won't even learn their struggle. Nope. I, I'll keep it out of sight, out of mind. And we just talk about this Bible. Yeah. But the Bible even tells you love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you don't consider me your, my, your neighbor, yeah. um, if I'm not even in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? I'm not even in your vicinity. Of course, you're not going to see me as your neighbor. You see me as a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, so you build up a wall, yep. right? To keep me out, to keep you down there in the hood and y'all can just minister to each other versus, you know, coming down where we are and, and, or where, you know, coming together, um, not just for worship, but for, um, fellowship and coming together to fight against injustice. Then we're never going to live up to that commandment of loving my neighbor because you don't even view me as your neighbor. You you see me as a foreigner. Everything I'm going through is foreign to you. You don't, you can't connect. I, I can't connect with your struggle. You know, I never had to be pulled over by cops. Never heard, heard about a system set up for me to fail. You know, never heard that somebody moved the goalposts when I tried to do things. Um, never heard, you know, especially with minority women as well. Yeah. You know, um, you you presented yourself. The church has now presented itself as foreigners and not neighbors. Mm-hmm. And there's infighting. There's you know, there's this. You know this 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 theolo- this theological um, tussle mm-hmm. <laughs> with each other on what the gospel is and who does God represent and you know now we're getting back to skin color now yeah. versus the kingdom of God you know and it's all caused because people are turning the blind eye to the pain and struggles of a neighbor mm-hmm. really. You're ignoring, you know, um, the neighbor. But the sad thing is when there is violence in the community or in the neighborhood, you're at risk too. Definitely. You know, whether you want to call me your neighbor or not, whether our neighbors across the street don't like me or not, if someone breaks into our home, there's a possibility it might break into your home too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you continue to just segregate us and and, and, and be separate um, and it's just you're cliquish and not community, yeah. then it's, it's going to be a problem. And we're failing. You know, you're failing as a ministry. You're failing as a whole. When you literally speak loudly on certain things, but you're silent on other things. Yeah. You know that we have to stop thinking black church, white church, Spanish church. Yes. Korean church. At the end of the day, if we are uh, representatives of Christ, if we are children of Christ, if we were baptized in the name of our Father, Son, and Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit, then we are one. We are part of His body. 
it doesn't matter there's no doesn't the word say that there's not man or woman is not jew or gentile or greek or like it's not that's just not how it's supposed to be at the end of the day if there's an injustice to one of one of god's children there's an injustice to all of us you know so that's how we need to see it and sadly miss miss paula white Mm -hmm. and a lot of other tongue speaking believers this is what speaking in tongues is about. That you're able to speak the language of those from different places, nations, yes. and locations. Yep. Not ayashata hata bata yabadabadu. But speaking in tongues is you can't tell me the Holy Spirit did not place it on your heart to get to know me, to be able to communicate with what I'm going through and where I'm going. The people that was in that room on the day of Pentecost, they were not forced to speak the disciples language, but the Holy Spirit gave them power to speak the language of all those people that came from different lands. So don't tell me you can speak suburb, but you can't speak ghetto. Yes, exactly. Don't tell me you can speak blue lives matter, but you can't speak black lives matter. Don't tell me, you know, you, you you can speak Trump you know, mm-hmm. and his policy, but can't speak social justice and what we're going through. Yeah. Don't ayashata and yabba do me to death. If you that that is the power of speaking tongues, not something that just can't be learned, but it's something that you're able to connect with people uh, from different places, backgrounds, journeys, and mm-hmm. issues, yep. experiences, histories. God has given us no excuse to not connect with people from those areas. That's what speaking in tongues is about. And I'm able to minister, that I'm able to fellowship, and I'm able to speak the deeds of God in their language, in their experiences, in their issues, in their struggles. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be a Flintstone and yabba dabba do people to death, that's fine. But that is not what the word of God says. And that is not what the, 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 the power of speaking in tongues is about and so that for me was um a mate a, a big big turn off i wasn't surprised but then again i was yeah um but it continues to be a fight and um, the positives are of that is that you know there are certain people who they're now having dialogues about that big elephant in the room which is race. Yes. Sit down, the discussions and yes. all these different things. Acknowledge. I think, um, was it T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furnick? Yes. Right? They That's one a, of them. Yeah. They had a nice, nice uh, long discussion. That was That's just one example of two different churches that were able to join um, forces and have a great discussion. But yeah, you just saw, so, and again, that was social media played a big, big role in, you mm-hmm. know, with that. Um, but also, uh, I feel I feel a positive was within this crazy 2020 pandemic uh, season was the fact that um, you saw a lot more churches doing things via social media, via Zoom, mm-hmm. via Facebook Live. Um, you saw a lot more interaction with everyday people. Yeah. Um, you know, so an example, one in my t- in my timeline there's people that haven't been to church in years mm. and you saw them 
saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to church this Sunday via this, you know, uh, website or this, uh, zoom or, you know, things of that nature. So because, you know, church was coming to them, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of, uh, it made it more convenient for them to, to go to church. Um, that's one thing that was, that's positive. You know, I saw so many different prayer lines, um, so many, um, just like group discussions you saw free conferences over the you know through the phone or through zoom um there was just so much um so much of god's power and god's word being driven and i say every day i feel like there was something every day you know our church had the prayer line every day Mm -hmm. um which was beautiful um we truly were able to grow within the word of god you know reading the word of god every day praying every day um, that's something that 2020 definitely helped grow a lot of people's faith. Yeah. Um, tested a lot of people's faith. Yeah. Definitely, some a lot a lot of people were hurt and and crushed. You know, their spirits were crushed, but at the same time, there was such an uplifting, um, and uh, and a easy accessibility to the Word of yes. God. Yeah. You know, which was is is beautiful, and I hope that's something that does continue. Um, because not everybody can, you know, so people were listening to services with, while they were at work, mm. you know, cause they usually work during the Sundays or the Saturdays that people have church, but they were like, Oh, I'm listening it to, you know, through my, through my po- ear pods or whatever, you know, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's something that not a lot of people had access to before. So, um, that's a plus from all this craziness in regards to churches during this pandemic. It definitely, um, this pandemic definitely, uh, force the church to be a church and not a building. Yes. Um, which is hard for a lot because especially for huge mega churches with jobs and emphasis is, mm-hmm. is you know, is the upkeep of that infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know, and they do ministry, you know, they do feeding the, yeah. you know, the homeless and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards of the word being availed to people who would never even go yes. to church, mm-hmm. um, this has opened up that avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, you got people that joined your church who live, live in the same state as you, yep. um, who connected with you, and you know they don't feel the burden and the pressure of being seen by people. They just get the word, they get the praise and the worship. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the beauty um, of church and not the work. Of church, you know, which is you know the 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 business aspect of church. Mm-hmm. You got something to ask for donations, but they see you know that a lot of churches I've seen follow the the, the the donations are feeding thousands of people who have been furloughed and laid off. Yes, um, trying to better their situation. So the the, the light of the church has been kind of shined. Mm-hmm. You know, where some people are questioning used to be you know what you're doing with the tithes and offering and da 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 da. There are a lot of churches that. A light has been shined on what they've been doing anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't, churches don't look for, you know, notoriety and, and spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when there's so much attack on it, yep. the, the greatest defense is to show what you have been doing. Yeah. And thousands of people have been fed. Mm-hmm. Um, certain people are still working because people are still planting seeds in these churches. I know for our church, we did a lot of outreach. Yes. Uh, with the homeless and yes, helping gonna, families. Yeah, and I was going to mention that. I have seen a couple churches that I 
you know, like I would see them either feed within their church building mm -hmm. or have events within their building. But now I'm seeing them more outside, more outdoors, yeah. um, even hosting outdoor tent services more yep. or um, going out and feeding the homeless more or, you know, or going to actual the houses of single mothers with, with children and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. You know, you see them. Um, more active within their community instead of just being within the four walls so that was um, something beautiful to see and if if that has not been your activity as a church mm -hmm. then you're missing the whole purpose um, of this situation of this season mm -hmm. um, Jesus said that you know God is a spirit and they that worship and worship in the spirit and in truth Yes. Now worshiping in building and in infrastructure. Yes. And so if you're if you're not understanding, if you're not kind of keeping up, mm -hmm. um, the church is never going to be the same again in regards of infrastructure. Yeah. Um, it's going to continue to be stronger as a body. The body has been strengthened. The building has been shut down. Yeah. And if you think building and not body, mm -hmm. you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're going to struggle. Mm -hmm. Um pastor we really have to pastor now yeah. we have to counsel now you know we have to encourage now we have to speak more uh, there's no covering up you know uh with a bunch of meetings and much this but now you got to talk to people now yeah. people need to hear your voice people need to hear you pray you got to deal with people on a personal level mm -hmm. and you can't sugarcoat it with tambourines and drums and a praise team yeah. you know you can't you know, sugarcoated with trustee meetings and, and feet. No, you got to deal with what is going on. Mm -hmm. And it also gave us a level of equality yeah. as people. Um, you know, in certain churches, you had the rich people, you had the poor people. The pandemic is affecting everybody. Yes. It's shutting down people's businesses. Um, it's taking people's lives, whether you're young or old. Yeah. Um, and there it, it has no respect of person yes. it has no respect of degree mm -hmm. it has no respect of clout or cachet or name or reputation or job it's going to touch the doctor and the patient yep. it has mm -hmm. you know it, 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 it touched the cop and the person arrested yes. it touched everybody on the same level and um, it brought an equality to life a priority to love and to not be, you know, selfish. And it's, it's definitely some gems, uh, a lot of gems that has been presented um, in 2020, man, that the importance of life, the value of having faith in God, yes. having a foundation somewhere. Yeah. Because uh, if you don't, you will drive yourself crazy um, trying to live this life, not having a, a foundation of faith. Uh, not having purpose, mm -hmm. right? Not, you know, not desiring greater, you know? Um, so yeah, you definitely right on that. Um, those definitely uh, amazing, some positives. I've also seen despite, um, you know, cause there was so much sadness, especially initially in the pandemic, when you saw families not being able to see each other for weeks or yes. months mm -hmm. um, and seeing how, you know, how low people were, how depressed you know some people were becoming but then thank god due to technology yeah. you know zoom 
uh, FaceTime, Facebook, yep. uh, Facebook Messenger, how, how they have the family, you know, like you can have multiple, uh, there's groups and then you could have, you know, you could all view each other, sort of like a Zoom, mm-hmm. but through Facebook and, you know, just so much technology that allows you to connect um, during this time. So now that you see, you know, that once you saw that the the rules and regulations to like loosen a little bit and allowed some family members to get together, the joy you saw of people mm-hmm. gathering together and yeah. saying, oh my gosh, I just, I just, I yearned for this family time. Yeah. Meanwhile, before it was like, oh, dreaded it. I, I right? have to go to auntie's house. <laughs> like seriously. It's hot. But- <laughs> I don't want to go. Leave me alone. <laughs> But now you're seeing game uh, on. <laughs> you're seeing an appreciation, a love for, you know, not only family but your friends, your dear friends, you know, the friends that you consider family. It's just truly an appreciation now when you guys are able to gather, when you are able to uh, break bread together, mm-hmm. um, even within church families. You know, not being able to see each other for a couple months and then finally being able to have a service with at least you know 25 people. Comp- you know, you know, it was yeah. just. You can see the joy that radiated from people's, you know, videos or pictures, um, which that was, you know, that was such a blessing to see. But, you know, it just teaches you, you know, like life is so short. You know, we never know what's going to happen. You know, there's so many, so many people that lost family members. I think, um, I think I saw an article not to like before we started recording in regards to, I think it's the U.S. death toll is close to 300 million now. Yeah. So, um, that's it's a very scary number. And if you're still here, you know, praise God for that. If your family members are still here, praise God for that. And when you are able to hug and kiss each other again, or see each other, or appreciate that face, so much more. Appreciate that text message. Appreciate that. You know, usually when your mom or your dad will call, you'll be like. All right, I'll just I'll mm-hmm. answer it later. I'll call them later. Like no, pick, oh, I'll call them later. <laughs> no, pick it up because we're in a time that you, you know they know. can be here one second and gone the next. So yeah. truly, I feel like the love and appreciation of your your family, your friends, um, has definitely grown tremendously within this time. Yeah, quality time and fellowship um, with your family is. is mm-hmm priceless today because it's so limited right um to how often you can do it and um you also learn to kind of put you know differences aside Mm -hmm. um death is a great teacher sickness is a great teacher Mm -hmm. um teach you to number your days and make them count and um this pandemic has definitely done that um, in regards of a lot of people, if you have issues with people, you know, um, you want to resolve them, talk about it, mm-hmm. right? I don't know, text, whatever, um, but it definitely pushes you, you know, the people that you could not stand to be around. You're like, dang, I really missed them, man. Like, <laughs> like, I ain't, I, they got on my nerves when they was around me, but I really miss their smell, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but, you know, like you, you, you think about that, you know, I, I I never had my nephew say, yo, I miss you. Yeah. You know, never had that because I, I was always around them or just mm-hmm. the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, dad, you know, I miss laughing. I miss, you know, hugging. I miss, you know, all these different things. 
and just getting together real quick to sing happy birthday <laughs> yeah it, it's been a, a very very uh, for some very depressing because they can't get to them mm-hmm. you know um, but it also highlights the fact that I'm going to do what I can through Zoom or whatever. Please talk to them. You know, the most ignored um, showings of love in the past. Yeah. Now is the main way I can, you know, love on my family because mm-hmm. now I have no choice. Yeah. You know, I have no I have no choice but to do it this way now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been definitely um, gratifying to know um, and it's been a push. Christmas time, you know, the the the, the annual times we meet up. Yeah. Now we that's had to be altered. Yeah. Right? You know, and so yeah, it's it's it definitely highlighted the importance of family, fellowship, and time. Mm-hmm. Um, that we had all the time in the world now, now we don't. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like I really can't go and see, you know, you know, the people I love on a regular basis. Dag, I should have took advantage of it when I had the chance, exactly. you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely something that has been crazy mm-hmm. um, for people in a good way. That now we prioritize it, yeah. but now people are suffering because they can't. Or the person passed away that they've seen yeah. the month before, the year before. You know, all these deaths, man. Uh, all these celebrity deaths and all these people dying. He talks about, you know, uh, what they say, death comes in threes. Yeah. You keep in count. That was the second person that died. You checking, watching your back and making sure you ain't next, you know. Yeah, and, and with such an increase of depression, anxiety, mental issues because of the separation, yeah. because of people dying, because of just the chaos that's been going on in the world. I feel another positive that has that was brought out and birthed from that is the fact you hear people talking about um, getting mental, mental health, health. Help, yeah. help nowadays. You know, before you would never really see people sharing hotline numbers yeah. or, or therapist uh, information, but you really see, you know, it's it's on the news, it's on commercials, yep. it's on um, social, you know, social media. You can see like little pop-ups here and there that talk about therapy or you know grief counseling or you know just little talk therapy there's just so much information out there now in regards to stuff that before if you had an issue if you were dealing with grief if you were dealing with depression that's something you usually kept to yourself that's Mm -hmm. something you usually just dealt with and kept it moving but nowadays people are are advocating like look if, if you're depressed if you're suicidal if you're if this the pandemic has somebody. you yeah. going crazy, go see somebody. Get the help you need. And um, so that's another, you know, greatness that was birthed from all this chaos. Man, you know what else that's been a good thing that's been birthed? Huh. Everywhere you turn is a new business. It's a clothing <laughs> brand. It's sea moss sellers. It's candle wax cream makers dessert you know meals catering companies it has really made people buckle down because it actually goes a part of what you what what you just said with the mental health aspect because creativity was birth yes when you could have been 
driving yourself crazy, mm-hmm. but the stuff that kind of was collect, collected dust. That's why everybody and their mama was doing uh, cocoa bombs. Yeah, cocoa bombs, <laughs> uh, podcasts like we're doing now. Even there's so many radio star podcast stars now. Um, you know, from from this, um, and it's it's really it's birthed the entrepreneur. Yes, within people that they they didn't realize, but then at the same time, a lot of small businesses that did exist. Yes, have closed down have shut down yeah you know because people you know with the restrictions of um, you know eating out and things of that nature so many people have you know they're quick to go to amazon or walmart.com for a taco for for something (laughs) or you know uber eats um but they wouldn't physically go to the stores and Mm -hmm. so many i saw an article um you know because we're here in new jersey but I saw an article and they were just showing all the businesses that closed down. Like they were taking pictures of like the, the empty stores yeah. or the empty parking lots, you know, things of that nature. So, yes, it has definitely birthed a lot of like small businesses that are growing within their homes. Mm-hmm. But the actual small businesses that were out in the street, you know, that were actually out in our neighborhoods, a lot of them are suffering. Yeah. Um. So it's like a topsy-turvy type thing right now with small businesses you know a lot of them are shutting down but then a lot of them are just starting to manifest so god willing that the ones that shut down now the ones that are growing from within their homes Mm -hmm. right now god willing they grow to then fill in the spots of the ones that have left yeah it's definitely a survival of the fittest Mm -hmm. um because if your if your business specifically restaurants right um if you don't adjust to, you know, the outside dining and mm-hmm. things of that nature, you will, you will suffer mm-hmm. as a business. Because um, I'm learning even with our business, it's about adjustments. Yeah, definitely. It's not about staying the same. Um, you have to, you know, when you only accept cash, now you got to get a credit card machine. Now you got to get yep. cash app and, you know, and Apple Pay and those yep. different things. Um you know, you have to adjust to the times. Definitely. Um, and if you don't, you will be left there. Mm-hmm. You will be a once in a once upon a time restaurant or once upon a time business. Yeah. Um, so you have to enhance what you do. And those who have not en- enhanced, I'm, and it's sad because people have spent their entire lives, and this was the American dream for them mm-hmm. to be a business owner. Yep. Um, have their own, not have to work, but you're the boss and you're employing people. Um, but now it was like a plague or a pandemic came and bam, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but some 2020 represents the loss of financial stability and the loss of a dream. It's turned to a nightmare. Yeah. And um, people are psychologically, they're losing it. Yep. Mental health going, yep. at, going there again. Um, and I'm praying for those who have dealt with that. You know, restaurant by us. We haven't seen a person go through there and since it started. Yeah. You know, no adjustment, you know, no outside dining, no, no tent set up so people can go out there and eat, you know, it just be shut down. And I think it's because the owners were elderly. Yeah. They're elderly. So they, they couldn't adjust with the times. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you have other small businesses. All they're just doing is blasting social media and you know mm-hmm. doing text messaging 
you know, handing out little flyers, doing promotions, just, you know, just trying, trying to, to get up. the word yeah. out, saying we're open, we're open here, have this sale going on, I have this, and and at the end of the day, that's what draws people's attention and keeps people interested in you is when they're constantly reminded of you. That's yeah. why that's why commercials exist. Gonna try yeah. to <laughs> uh, right. keep it in your brain. Go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. You know, like oh wait, oh and yeah. Nowadays, hungry. people are trying to stay away from TV, so your social media has to be active. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, what what did David say? I, I shall not die but live. Yeah. Right. Um, that's the same mentality that you have even as a business owner. Yeah. You, you have to declare, I'm going to live regardless of the craziness around me. Yeah. I'm going to make the adjustment, mm-hmm. right? Because pandemic and even in the scriptures with plagues and everything, you won't survive if you don't make the adjustment. Yeah. You won't. You know, you, you will suffer the consequences of staying there and not making the adjustment and this pandemic, you know, it just was a shock, you know, and in certain instances, businesses were shut down, could not operate until they started to open up. So even in that process of shutting down, it never came back, you know, lost revenue daily, you know, um, and it's, it's been a challenge and that's why I get so frustrated uh, with people who don't want to follow the health protocols. Yes. Right. They, they want this to stop, but don't want to do what you have to do to prevent a spread. Just the basics. <laughs> just stay home, put just a mask on. ABC. You, you, you know, just can't follow it. And, you know, it's against your rights to get your freedom and all everything like that. And you don't even believe, you believe it's a hoax. You don't even believe it exists except for the person that's dying from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want it to change and you want it to go away. And you just wanted to wake up and have your life back. But it won't because you're hard headed. And you don't listen and you're not caring for other people and their safety. You want to go to crowded places and not wear masks and and go everywhere you want, not be, you know, to to restaurants or driving out of the country, flying out of the country and doing all these weird things, not being safe. Um, I'm tired of people taking pictures at, you know, Punta Canta and these different places without, without mask on. But they come right back from there having that stuff having COVID on their clothes (laughs) and you know whatever what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas no not COVID that comes back with you right like (laughs) you know I I, I get tired of that and it's like you don't want it to end Mm -hmm. so so what do you want you know you still want you know people are losing their lives losing their jobs losing their their minds their stability and here you are being selfish you know but it, it, it definitely has birth like i said we were talking about the priority of life mm-hmm. the value of life um, that tomorrow's not promised that i'm actually living you know for today yep. you know Drake said yolo you know you only live once but yeah, i gotta die like i gotta go crazy like super crazy like to i gotta have a car accident like to no, just you're, li- you're living every single day <clears throat> so. you know with christ we don't just live once we we, we have a Life everlasting. Yes, right? amen, amen. That's a Yoli. You only live everlasting. <laughs> like, damn it. Well, I'm trying. Whatever. It's off the hip. Um, but yeah, 2020 has brought. It was, it was a sour patch kid, right? It was, you know, it was bitter, and um, it was some sweet. Yes. A lot of people we've lost. You know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of things that have transpired that has occurred that we witnessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
has um, been very bitter, but it came. Some sweetness came out of it, right? Some some blessings came out of it, and and we're going to, you know, take our mind frame and what we just what we've been doing, you know, taking our God, our faith, our prayer, our life, um, relationship with Him to this next year, Amen. and we're going to make the adjustment. We're going to we're going to say we're going to continue to love the Lord, um, be in the world and not of the world. And continue to live for him. You yeah. know, that's what we called to do. You know, um, no matter what happens, no matter what comes, what goes, we, we, we trust God. And um, that's who we are. And that's what we're called to do. And so we, we thank you for joining us. Thank you so very much. Um, for the CPR experience of missing uh, my sister Bridget okay. and my sister yes. Yazzy Yaz or Yazzo or whatever. <laughs> uh, Yaz. For time, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever day she would have used. Uh, we thank you guys. We thank you guys for listening in and we're praying that you were encouraged and that you were strengthened um, by this CPR experience. God bless you. And have a wonderful 2021. Amen. Stay strong. We love you. Bye.